0: It's 49ers. Cutback podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. So yesterday we talked about uh, offensive side of the ball and those matchups the 49ers need to exploit. Now we're going to talk about the defensive matchups the 49ers must win against the Cleveland Browns offense. Now this is a little bit of a different story uh, when you're talking 49ers defense versus Cleveland Browns offense because the Cleveland Browns offense does not come in with the same sort of notoriety that the defense is getting right now. The defense is playing as one of the best teams in the entire league. But when you talk about the offense, they've been much maligned. They've had injuries along the offensive line. They had injury to their best running back in Nick Chubb. Deshaun Watson has been dealing with an injury to his shoulder. They've had to go with DTR, and he struggled a little bit in his debut. Uh, But they've just had ineffectiveness on offense. They've turned over the football, and that's created a... Turnover differential of minus seven. That is not winning caliber football. Well, here they have this elite defense is playing at such a high level, but an offense is not meeting the expectations. They're not even managing the game and limiting turnovers to take advantage of that great defense. What they're doing is they're turning the football over. They're making mistakes. They're not very good on third down. So the 49ers defense is coming in after shutting down the Dallas Cowboys. And really, the 49ers have been shutting down everyone all year long. The Rams did get 23 points against them. Since then, Arizona, the next best with 16. Uh, The 49ers have done a really good job of limiting the success of the players that they're playing. And how do they do that? They find matchups that benefit them. They confuse quarterbacks. They get pressure with their great defensive line. But they just really tackle well. And they stick to what works, the techniques, the skills, the scheme that they're supposed to run. They do an excellent job. So Cleveland's going to have to find some matchups that they can try to exploit against this 49ers defense. And it's not easy. I'm going to go over some of the matchups that if the 49ers win on defense, they will limit or shut down Cleveland's offense entirely. Uh, The offense just hasn't been as good as they probably should be with a quarterback like Watson and the amount of playmakers they have along the outside side of the ball, whether it's Amari Cooper uh, to David Njoku to even now Kareem Hunt. They have talent. They have speed at the wide receiver position, yet they have been ineffective for the most part on offense. And they've made some pretty bonehead plays, including Deshaun Watson throwing the ball backwards. I mean, just over the top of the running back's head, it was weird. Uh, but you don't have to make those kind of plays. You can make great plays with bet online football is back and bet online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats news scores and matchup breakdowns get the latest game odds spreads and totals from the nfl and college football at your fingertips with bet online's real-time updates on statistics news and odds from week one all the way to the college football playoff and super bowl bet online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action remember to use your promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v in all caps to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts but i want to get into this a little bit because we've seen the 49ers have success against kevin stefanski ran offenses they did a really good job of shutting down Minnesota in the matchups that they had with Robert Saul leading the, leading the way or even D'Amico Ryans. They were just very successful at limiting what happened with that Minnesota Vikings offense under Stefanski. But the four yards are going against a Cleveland Browns team that's built differently than that Minnesota Vikings team. They expected Deshaun Watson to come in and elevate this offense to such a high level that they could just execute and make plays And why not? When he was in Houston, he showed the dynamic ability to be able to extend plays, make plays downfield, and create, not just using his legs, but using his arm. But they have been entirely ineffective with doing that. What it looks like now is a quarterback that holds on to the ball too long, takes sacks, he's given up 12 so far this season, and really just hasn't looked as an elite quarterback. He's looked as a middle-of-the-road to even lower third-quarterback in his play this season. He still has flashes of brilliance. He still has the abilities to do everything you want from an NFL quarterback on the field. But the success of the offense has definitely been limited by the amount of times he's been sacked and the turnovers. Now, he's only accounted for two interceptions in the three games. So we can't put it all on Deshaun Watson. A lot of those other turnovers have come in other ways, including fumbles. But how do you go about stopping this Cleveland Browns offense? Well, first off, it's going to start with stopping the running game. And they're going to come into the game. And we know Kareem Hunt is the new name, the new guy in town. He came in after the injury to Nick Chubb. He was on the free agent market, but he's been with them before. He knows this offense. He's a very physical runner. From anyone that knows him from his Kansas City days to his Cleveland days, he can do it all. He can run inside, he can get on the edge and run the outside zone. He's good in that area, he can catch the ball in the backfield, and he's good at blocking and pass protection. So he's an all-around back. They'll also roll with Jerome Ford as well. And Jerome Ford will get some of those carries. He's been the one that's been carrying the load since Nick Chubb has been out. But the Four Yards are coming in with Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Oren Burks. And I'm throwing Oren Burks in there because Oren Burks has been playing absolutely phenomenal in the snaps he's in. With the amount of two tight ends as Kevin Stefanski will run, we're going to see some Burks in this game. Probably around 25 snaps. And that's where the four ers are going to have to make sure they win in the run game. If they limit the Cleveland Browns run game, who average 143 yards on the ground, they are going to absolutely annihilate this offense. Because don't believe that whoever's playing the quarterback position can consistently win against Steve Wilk's defense, where these secondary players not only play tight coverage, but also will tackle you as soon as you catch it. They'll put the onus and the pressure on you. So Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Oren Burks have to do a very good job of making sure they stay clean, they disengage from offensive linemen, from tight ends trying to block them, and they're able to make tackles. They also have to make sure they cover these guys out of the, the backfield. One of the stresses that Kevin Stefanski's offense puts on people is the amount of boots and the amount of times he'll move the pocket. Moving the pocket with flood concepts can sometimes make it difficult. Do I go after the quarterback? Do I stay on the running back in the the short zone? Do I float to the intermediate zone? It'll put stress on defenders to make sure they're in the right locations. What needs to happen, though, is Fred Warner, Dre Greenland need to be doing what they've been doing all season long and take it personal and not give up a single yard on the ground. Before you're able to do that, I think it's going to be tough sledding for this Cleveland Browns offense. They won't be able to get into the play action. You won't have to buy... Uh, the, the moving of the pocket as part of the play action. Your defensive ends will be able to get onto that quarterback as he comes out. They won't have to be as worried about getting down the line of scrimmage and making tackles from plays going away from them. It just changes up the football game. It also means third and longs. And the Cleveland Browns are one of the worst teams in the entire league on converting on third down. 32% on the season. The 49ers only give up third down conversions on 40% of snaps. So 32% is one of the worst. And the 49ers know that if you get off the field on third down, you give Brock Purdy enough situations and opportunities, and he's going to score points for you. So it's about sustaining drives for Cleveland. They have to stay ahead of the sticks. And if they're not having success on early downs and staying on schedule, and it forces third and longs, the are going to absolutely dominate this game. So I think... Right off the bat, Warner Greenlaw against Kareem Hunt against Ford and this running game is going to be significant and that could completely throw Kevin Stefanski's game plan into disarray uh, if they're able to be effective in that manner. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. I'm always looking forward to seeing what Dre and what Fred can do. Next up, edge defenders against Elijah Moore and Marquise Goodwin. And why do I say edge rushers against two wide receivers? Because of the use of the jet motion. So we just saw Dallas take advantage of using Kevante Turpin and Brandon Cooks to run jet sweeps, and they got a little bit around the outside, taking advantage of Austin Bryant. You have to make sure you keep your eyes up and you find players coming back towards you, and also that you locate those motions just to make sure. Now, that can create space in the running game, which I'm sure Cleveland would love to employ fake the jet sweep make sure your edge defender keeps widened out and can't squeeze down and then you can run there uh, that's another reason why fred dre and oren burks are gonna have to step up why tashaun gibson and tal Fonga i need to be in or around the box and put the onus on the cleveland browns passing game because if they're there they're going to be able to help cut off those plays they are all tremendous in run fits so that's something to monitor in this game also The four guys are very aggressive once the ball is snapped, attacking the ball, right? If it's a play going away, all the defenders will attack. They usually do a really good job of keeping other leverage as far as cutback lanes and making sure nothing comes back to them. But we have seen the Cleveland Browns be willing to use not just throwback screens, but also reverses and counter plays that go back. They just ran one in the game against Baltimore. They ran a reverse to Marquise Goodwin. It wasn't successful, but with his speed and the way that the four yards are aggressive on defense, you have to make sure you stay on them. So edge defenders are going to have to make sure they watch these guys when they go in motion, watch them coming across, and if they get the ball, they need to either make them give depth, that means make them go further into their own backfield, so that way your defense has a chance to rally and make the play, or they need to turn the play in where your linebackers can help make the tackles or other defensive linemen turn the play in or try to stretch it out to the sideline. But with that speed, I think that's going to be highly difficult to be able to run them to the sideline and allow you to string it out enough for one of your corners or linebackers to help get there. So cut it off, make them take depth. I think it's going to be important. If you can make the tackle, great, right? Then it's a loss. Uh, But those guys are going to naturally get a, a little bit of depth. They're going to get the ball and they're going to get depth you could force them deeper, that would be great. That will allow your defense to get there. Next up, stopping Do- uh, Donovan's Peoples-Jones. This might seem weird, uh, but one of my key matchups that I'm going to be getting into is going to involve Amari Cooper, and that's going to come out in the game preview show uh, because I think that one's a real significant matchup I want to get deep into. But these are matchups the four-yarders must win. I think this is one they must win because when you're putting focus on other players at other, you know, other positions... And you do have players as you're going through the list that you're focused on, right? Amari Cooper is going to get focus. Uh, David Njoku, I know he's been dealing with an injury, but I think he's likely to play in this game and he's going to get some focus. Then I just talked about the fact Marquise Goodwin and Elijah Moore are going to get some focus in the slot and some of the abilities that they have to stretch the field. Well, you can kind of sleep on a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones, who has a great catch radius. He has a lot of height. He's a big physical guy who still has athleticism. And the reason I bring him up is I think he's a nice matchup for Trivarius Ward. I think Ward can handle him pretty well, and I think Ward will, you know, do a good job when he's out there. My question marks have less to do with Ward or Isaiah Oliver and more to do with Diomero Lenore. And nothing against Lenore. Lenore's been playing fantastic. The Hyena is all over the place. But here's one of those matchups where you get his height being drawn into question. Because... Peoples Jones is 6'4. He's well over 220 pounds. He can play with great physicality. And then you got Diamond Lenore that's sitting over there 5'10, 5'11, you know, right around 200 pounds. There's a significant size difference. Now, I've seen Lenore battle. That's why I love the nickname Hyena because he battles bigger, uh, you know, receivers that go against him. I've seen him battle DK Metcalf. You know, I've seen him take on these big guys and he holds his own. But I want to see if he can hold his own in this matchup. If he can, he can limit the other side, and you could put some of your focus on Amari Cooper with other players. I think that's a good thing for the 49ers. So can the 49ers take away Donovan Peoples-Jones? I know it's not a big, sexy name. It's not somebody that a lot of people will pay attention to in this matchup. And to be honest, Cleveland doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons to pay attention to, right? A lot of it has been the quarterback, the running back, Nick Chubb, who's injured, and then the number one wide receiver, Amari Cooper. So making sure that you take away some of their other role players is going to be pivotal. And this is one of those matchups I think Cleveland believes they could probably take advantage of, the height and size of Peoples-Jones against Keamira Lenore. And if they can, then that's going to give them an option and maybe make it tougher for them to be able to slow or negate what Amari Cooper can do. Because we know my belief is Amari Cooper's the legit number one wide receiver in this league. And in fact, I think he's the number one threat you know, in as far as the passing game for this entire Cleveland Browns team, and I think he's a, a solid player. So I think the four ers know what they need to do to limit Amari Cooper, but a lot of that will consist of what they can do opposite of Amari Cooper with whoever's covering, whether it's Ward, I think he's good. Isaiah Oliver, I think he's good. Uh, it's just Lenore. He's not as tall. He's not as long. Uh, I think he'll be in his hip pocket. He's definitely not going to run away from Diamo Lenore. Lenore will be right there, but if Lenore can keep him from getting separation, and keep whoever the quarterback is from wanting to take advantage of jump balls or balls being thrown to people's Jones. It will limit the success of the Cleveland Browns passing game, which hasn't been very successful this season anyways, averaging 172 yards through the air on the season. 49ers average well over 75 yards more uh, through the air per game. So that's something to remember in this matchup as well. Next up, I want to get into another one of these, these matchups, and that's pressure on the quarterback. So one thing about Deshaun Watson is, normally you would look at him, you're like, man, this guy can scramble, he can move, he can get outside the pocket, he can extend plays, which are true. But he's also taken on 12 sacks. 12, that's a lot, considering he's only played in three games. That means he has sacked four times a game. And why is that the case? Well, you know, they've suffered some injuries. They've definitely been dealing with some of the injuries to their offensive line. Jack Conklin, their starting right tackle. He went on IR. He's he's out. Uh, so then they had, you know, other players step up. Dewan Jones has done a pretty good job at right tackle. Jedrick Wills has been playing left tackle, but they can be beat. And then you've got an interior offensive line that has been dealing with injuries. Ethan Postich got hurt a few weeks ago. He's been dealing with an injury. Joel Batonio got hurt. He, in the last game, he's dealing with an injury. So will they be ready to go on the interior offensive line? If they're not, the 49ers interior defensive line is going to absolutely cause all kinds of problems, whether it's Watson, uh, whether it's P.J. Walker, whether it's DTR, it doesn't matter. Because Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead are savages on the interior defensive line. Absolute beasts. Eric Armstead went one-on-one last week with one of the better guards in the entire league in Zach Martin. And not only did he win significant battles, uh, but there was a couple of times that he put Zach Martin almost to the ground with swim moves. Imagine that kind of force, that sort of athleticism, and just the way that he's able to displace a player of that talent to be able to get to Dak Prescott, that's impressive. And we're not looking for the same, we're not seeing the same sort of caliber here with the Cleveland Browns. Now, I do like their players. I think that they have a good interior offensive line, but it's not great. It's advantage 49ers, and Hargrave is an absolute beast. You think that Armstead is a beast in the pass uh, pass rush game? Hargrave's even better. Splitting double teams, getting penetration, causing problems. If the 49ers force third and longs, it's going to be hunting season for this 49ers defensive line because they are absolutely able to put pressure on Now we're going to add in potentially Randy Gregory. I don't know for sure at the time of recording if Randy Gregory is going to play on Sunday, but he is practicing with the 49ers, and Chris Kisarek is putting his staple on an edge player. I'm sure the 49ers are looking to count on to get pass rush opposite of Nick Bosa. With that being said, that even creates more opportunities. And why do I say that? Because now you're going to get Randy Gregory one-on-one with whoever Cleveland can't double-team. But Cleveland will probably try to double-team Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, and leave that extra edge defender on one-on-one situations. That's what teams have been doing to Cleveland Farrell, what they've been doing to Drake Jackson. It's what they've been doing to all the 4 yards edge rushers not named Nick Bosa. With Gregory, are you going to put him in one-on-one situations against DeWan Jones? Are you going to put him in one-on-one situations against Jedrick Wills because Nick Bosa will move from side to side? And if you do that and he starts winning, then what do you do? Do you chip him? Do you give extra help with a running back? Do you then delete? You leave Javon Hargrave one-on-one? Do you leave Eric Armstead one-on-one against potential backups? Against Joel Petonio, who's coming back from injury? Against Ethan? No. I mean, your center, you know, Ethan Posich? No. Those are great situations for the San Francisco 49ers. Bringing pass rush. And they've been dealing with Quarterbacks that can move. We've seen it. Daniel Jones, they got to him. Joshua Dobbs, he had some success running the football, but they got to him. Uh, Dak Prescott has the ability to escape the pocket. He couldn't get free. Drake Greenlaw made it a personal mission to make sure Dak Prescott never cl- uh, crossed the line of scrimmage. He got all over him. So well, the 49ers pass rush is ready and able. And when you see a team that's giving up nearly four sacks a football game, you got to think the 49ers are going to pin their ears back and go. Stop the run on early downs and absolutely turn it loose on third and long and get after the quarterback. Now, all three of the quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns can move. So you have to make sure you keep them in the pocket. You have to make sure you're aggressive. I look for Steve Wilks to dial up some extra blitzes. Probably don't need the help with extra pass rush as far as a blitzer, but it will help with integrity as far as rush lane integrity and making sure one of these guys can't get free because you want them to have to beat you from the pocket. Don't let P.J. Walker, don't let DTR, don't let Deshaun Watson, whoever's playing quarterback, be able to get outside the pocket and create with their legs. Those are the times you'll have problems. You keep them in the pocket and you get home on sacks, you're going to win the football game. You're going to stuff this Cleveland Browns offense. I think pressure on the quarterback is going to be absolutely huge in this football game. Hufanga and Gibson versus David Njoku. And Njoku's been dealing with an injury, so we'll see what that means for him. I expect him to play in this game, and we'll see if he had, how much effectiveness he ends up having. If not, we'll probably see Jordan Akins or Harrison Bryant. Those guys will be available for the Cleveland Browns. And in that case, you'll probably see a lot of three-wide receiver sets. You'll probably see a lot of Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper, and Elijah Moore. That's probably who they'll have to roll with. And then the Four Yards can play nickel. They can stop the run with Elijah. I'm sorry, with Isaiah Oliver. And Isaiah Oliver's been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic in run fits. I've been so impressed about, by what he's been able to do. But Uflanga and Gibson have limited some very good tight ends this year. They have. They've been getting all over these guys. They've been making it very difficult. Whether it was Pat Fryermuth in week one, Darren Waller in, in week three. Uh, that was, you know, one they were able to handle. You know, in week four, it was Zach Ertz. In uh, and, and week five, you know they, they have, were dealing with Jake Ferguson. They did a good job there. They have been limiting. And one of the things that shocked me this year is the 49ers' willingness to put Deshaun Gibson one-on-one with a tight end in space. So this one might be a tough matchup, but Deshaun Gibson's going to be pumped for this game. He's going to be fired up playing against his old team. He's going to want to go out there and, and prove that he's still a big-time player, and he just notched his 33rd interception of his career. That is insane. That is production right there. That's creating turnovers. And the Cleveland Browns, they're going to give you opportunities to create turnovers. They've had 10 turnovers a season. Five interceptions, five fumbles. You can get the ball on the ground. And these two guys, Hufonga and Tashaun Gibson, do it better than almost anyone in the league. Talano Hufanga has two interceptions on the season. Tashaun Gibson just got his first. I expect those numbers to continue to rise. And the 49ers defense is opportunistic and going after and making plays against this Cleveland Browns defense. So you limit the run with Fred Warner, Trey Greenlaw, and Orrin Burks. You don't let Kareem Hunt get started. You don't let Ford get started. You keep that going. Then you go ahead and you make sure you stop the, the edge plays, the jet sweeps from spreading out your defense. You make sure you make those guys get vertical, make them lose ground into the backfield, and just limit the effectiveness of it, all the while making sure... You stay home when it's time for reverses and counters to come your way. You squeeze plays down. You don't allow them to have any space. That's very pivotal. So if you're a defensive edge rusher this week, a defensive lineman, you're reading across the formation, looking for receivers, guards, everyone running back towards you. You have to make sure you cover those guys. It's not the guys on your side you have to worry about. You know what they're going to do. It's the guys coming from the other side. You see an offensive lineman, squeeze it down, take that guy on, He's trying to kick you out. You see a wide receiver coming back towards you, pick them up. Redirect them. If they have the ball, make the tackle. That's how important it is to make sure you make your reads. Stop Donovan Peoples-Jones. Don't let him do anything this week. Yamar Lenore, get all over him. Isaiah Oliver, shut him down. Make it be Amari Cooper, and that's it. We're going to be able to stop everyone else in our one-on-one matchups and then you're going to have to rely on trying to force-feed Amari Cooper, and we're going to have a plan to make sure you can't. Pressure on the quarterback. That means his defensive line getting home. Randy Gregory providing, hopefully, if he's playing uh, some extra pass rush and his one-on-one wins on the outside. If he wins, that's going to make this defensive line so good. But also Steve Wilkes mixing in Blitz to help with the rush lane integrity and not allowing one of these quarterbacks for Cleveland to be able to escape the pocket. All three of them are athletic. All three of them have good, strong arms. Now, you want to make them throw from the pocket. That's the one caveat. Uh, You make them throw from the pocket, make them defeat you in that manner. And then lastly, Hufanga and Gibson against Njoku. Just make sure Njoku can't be an option. Make sure he's not one that can get off. And we've seen Deshaun Gibson be able to limit these guys, and I think he can do that in this matchup as well. And that's why I'm so excited about Boyard's defense. I think the 49ers' defense is the elite of the elite, and now they have an opportunity to go against another elite defense. We know Dallas didn't prove to be elite, but another elite defense and go prove that you're better. Go shut down their offense. I think this case, right, the Cleveland Browns' offense is not as good as the Dallas Cowboys' offense. That being said, Dallas only scored 10 points last week. They were averaging over 30. Now they're going against a Cleveland Browns' offense that averages 19 points a game. I think the 49ers are looking pretty on defense. They got to like the matchups, but it all starts with making sure you execute, making sure you limit the effectiveness of the run game and whoever the quarterback is. And then I think you'll be okay. I think the 49ers are probably very excited about this matchup. I know I am very excited about this matchup. I hope you guys will all go over and and check out Patreon over on Patreon. I have a lot more content over there, Uh, two standalone shows, the Ant Hill show and the Ant Classic show are available over there. You can watch old episodes of Slightly Off Sides. Uh, Those are available. Full, all 22 film breakdowns are available over there as well. And then when it it comes to other things that are available, you can check out the PSF app. Me and Mark Adams do a show, the Red and Bold show. We did that on Wednesday at 2 p.m. And then we are media casters. We do the games live. Uh, We give commentary. We're not doing this one against the Browns, but we'll be back against... Minnesota for that Monday night game. Come check that out. So lots of content and lots of ways to get it. Of course, you're watching here, right here on YouTube. I really appreciate all the support. You guys are the very best. Making sure you like and subscribe. If you guys have been sharing the content, getting it out there. I really appreciate it. Uh, lots of subscribers. If you're listening on audio platform, four yards cutback on believe. Thank you guys so much. Uh, all the five star ratings. You guys are really the best. Uh, you tune in all the time. Lots of downloads because of you. You guys truly do it. And, of course, tomorrow, make sure you check out uh, the new episodes. Uh, the Madden Sim is coming out at 11 a.m. Uh, the Game Preview Show will be coming out at 2.30 on Friday. Check those out. The Madden Sim, uh, it's always been a lot of fun. Live commentary from me and uh, Classic. And then, of course, with the Game Preview Show, you're getting key matchups. You're getting bold predictions. And you're getting the game prediction for the show it is the the one you need to watch to be make sure you're ready for this game. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But you guys are the best. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.